Hi, I'm Malaya. And I'm Kalia. And you're listening to Intertwined, a podcast about human connection, human behavior, and human experience. On this week's episode, we'll be catching you all up on what we've been up to and sharing an interesting story with you guys. All right, so this episode, back at it at the top of the year with something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a vision board party, but we didn't actually paste our stuff on there. Right. Um, in enough time. So while we're talking, I guess we're going to be pasting our visions onto our vision boards. Yep. Um, and catching you up on or catching our listeners up on uh, what we've been up to. And we've been up to a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I mean, maybe not a lot to other people. It's not a lot. But it feels like a lot. It was just a lot. But We've been up to a lot. Okay. And we've been up okay. to a lot. We've been up to a lot. So what you want to share with the world? So, world. <laughs> um, I'm a still. Our one. family and friends know this, but maybe other listeners don't. We just moved to a new city yeah uh we yep. moved to a new city so now we're living in baltimore city so the stories we share the experiences we have will be different yeah um i'm excited about it and i'm excited about it too i'm excited about that i think and i know everybody was probably like baltimore which I'm, is what we've been getting listen so Malay, i mean we're we're telling y'all our business right now but malaya and i Bought a house together in Baltimore and don't mind our dog. <laughs> this is the first time he's listening in on a podcast. Too. Yeah. So you might hear him in the background, but hey, it's authentic. It's life. Authentically us. So anyway, um, yeah, we we decided to buy a house in Baltimore because, I mean, it's well, really because it's closer to home and it's just a rich city um, with amazing people. It's close to D.C. Yeah. And, so and it's that was, black. And it's black. So that was a decision yeah. that we made. And, of course, some people didn't understand that first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's a good exercise for us because mm-hmm. it really tests your tenacity. Not really tenacity, more like, mm, I guess your gut. I don't know yeah. how else to, like, when you feel like something. I mean, I mean, to me, it's all about faith. Like, Well, yeah. It we, was we, the way we ended up here. I guess that's how we should share it. Like, we should tell the story. Like, how did we choose Baltimore? Because, I mean, I've lived here for a summer, and... Mm. When I lived here for the summer, I was going home every weekend or <laughs> you, going to D.C. And you never, you didn't think that you would end I up living here. I didn't think I would end up purchasing a property here. Right. Like, living is one thing, but, like, buying, buying a property somewhere you're, you're that you're going to live. quite yeah, literally. Yeah, you're, you're investing, investing in the city uh, yeah. and in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so... 
yeah, like I never really looked at it that way as a potential place to live. Mm-hmm. And we were at a block party in Bed-Stuy, a yes. couple blocks from our block. And um, we ran into a woman and I don't know how we were introduced to her. I guess her daughter was going to Spelman. Yeah, her daughter was going to Spelman. Um, I don't remember the exact connection. I just remember someone saying, come here, come come meet so-and-so. And Wait, then, should this go in the middle? <laughs> um, in the center? Yes, I like, I, yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that. Okay, but. It's an image of, are they, I think they're actually sisters. They're twins. They oh, look they're exactly twi- alike. Oh, I didn't realize they were yeah. twins. Okay, so it's an image of twins that Malay is putting on her board. Kalia's my world. <laughs> okay. So anyway, back to the story. Um, somebody calls me over and is like, you have to meet this woman because her daughter is going to Spelman. It's, this was in the summer, yeah. So her daughter was literally on her way to Spelman, like, that day. So we caught each other at the perfect time. Um, and so amazing woman, like, her energy was just everything. We have to we have to reach out um, and, yeah, stay connected. But her energy was just amazing, and we were talking, and she was just explaining to me, that they moved and what the process was like. And she told me that a group of about 20 um, black people in Brooklyn decided to get together and buy property in Baltimore. And that was literally the first time. And we, and I think we were discussing buying a house before then, right? Like we yeah, have been talking, I mean, we, we've been we talking were, about it for a long time. Yeah. 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 Years. And we were going to buy a house in Atlanta, in Atlanta, because we went to school in the Atlanta University Center, and you know that's a part of home now mm-hmm. to us. And we just didn't love Atlanta. It just didn't feel right. It just didn't. It feel just right. didn't feel right. And it's, yeah, and this woman, she actually grew up in Bed Stuy, mm-hmm. and that also shows the type of person she is because she knows what it is to leave a transforming neighborhood Mm -hmm. and then to go into another one. And so, um, you know, we complain a lot about gentrification. Um, We've spoken about gentrification (laughs) a few times. We have. And now, I mean, I feel like the conversation has changed a bit. Now that we are, tr- I mean, well, let's in have, another city. Well, let's have that conversation because okay. I'm still bitter about, about what's happening to my neighborhood. Of course, but and even when I see black people who aren't from Bed Stuy in Bed Stuy, like I love black people and I want black people to move to Bed Stuy, but it's the way they <laughs> treat the neighborhood. Yeah, and. A lot of the times it's similar to the way that white, white. gentrifiers mm-hmm. treat our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so I think that meeting that woman, it kind of gave us confirmation that we can move to a place and make it better. Like, you know, no, 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 not me. I mean, not make it better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think it needs to be better, but I mean, there it's complicated. It's complicated because 
black people are literally being pushed out and displaced. So it's like we don't have many options. Options. Like we don't, we just don't have that many options anymore, unfortunately, especially coming from a city like New York. Right. Like there's no place in New York that's Mm -hmm. not too expensive and just, you know, difficult to get buy in. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's, changed my perspective a bit right and it broadened my perspective really because it is and it helped me accept certain things right like certain changes are irreversible Mm. and gentrification seems like an irreversible yeah just like thing like we'll i mean that's a goal of ours is to buy back buy back our blocks um, and to help black people do that. But when I go back home, it's like, geez, I don't even feel comfortable there exactly. all the time. Right. So it's like, why would I want to buy back those blocks? Like they could have it <laughs> type of situation. Yeah. Because it's changing so fast and so much and it feels so unfamiliar. Foreign. Yeah. yeah. And I feel, sometimes I feel guilty cause I'm like, well, this feels more, this, this, place that we're now living in feels more familiar to me than of course than Atlanta ever did but almost than um parts of Brooklyn you know yeah like it feels it has that the essence of home or what I understand to be home or what home used to be or what home (laughs) used to be more than home itself yeah (laughs) you know yeah so it's a really I don't know it's a complex thing but we're gonna try to do our part to really be a part of the community um and malay and i we're just we're passionate about enhancing the experiences of black people and we feel like we can do that here yeah. we can do that we can find ways to do that um, oh yeah and we're already doing that so mm-hmm. it's a big deal but mm-hmm. i feel like it was a necessary step in our journey it definitely was you know it definitely was and I'm I, excited about it. I'm excited, and I see so much potential here. Mm-hmm. And not potential like, you know, the way other people mean it when they say I see right. potential. Like, I see potential for black people to really thrive here. Yes. You know? Yes. And black people are th- thriving here, but unfortunately, like many other inner cities. It's overlooked it's, yeah. by drugs crime right and a lot of things that destroy our communities exactly um but one woman that we met here says that the drug epidemic does not have anything to do with the crime Mm. and so that was something eye-opening too because when we first got here we were just like oh my gosh like it's different. It's different it's than di- what we it's, expected. It's different or... than what we're used to seeing. Yeah. Because drugs are really bad here. Mm. And that's obvious. Um, but that doesn't That devalue. doesn't denote crime. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't denote de- crime and it, it doesn't devalue a lot of these properties that <laughs> white people, people... People still want to buy. <laughs> white people still want to buy. Yeah, they don't care they at don't all. They don't care. So why should we... They don't care, so why should we? Right. You know, we, mm-hmm. the woman we um, 
bought this house from an older white woman. And to think that she lived on this block for almost 20 years. Like, imagine what the neighborhood was like 20 years ago when she right. first purchased. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, there's a number of white people on the block who have, you know, bought property or like in the neighborhood. But imagine what it was like when they first started coming in. Right. So why we should be just as comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, I mean... And we will get comfortable. Yeah. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. So this yeah. is where we are now. But let's talk about the move because yeah. I low-key never want to do that again. We haven't been doing our vision boards like we said we were going to. I pasted one thing. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the move. Woo! What a movie. <sighs> we can make a movie out of what happened. Honestly. And we us. should really do something. We're going to do something about it. Are we're we? going to do something about it. So we, yeah, I mean, we basically were scammed and extorted by a moving company. Yes. And elite moving partners. Elite moving partners in Atlanta, Georgia. Wait, based they're not of, based out of Atlanta, Georgia, though. I think they're based out of Florida. That's Who knows Florida. if they're actually based out of anywhere? We've been watching Ozark. <laughs> and, and this all could be made up. It, but it, it definitely feels like a mon- money laundering type of business. It has to be. There's no way that that's legal. Yeah. Okay, so let's tell everyone what happened. Okay, where should we start? <laughs> hmm. Let's start from the very beginning when I paid the... the fr- well, you deposit. You picked these people. Okay, I did, but we could skip that part. <laughs> and... Okay, so what was the first conversation like? What were you under the impression of the service that you were getting? Well, okay, so first of all, I had been calling multiple moving companies. And I'm trying to, you know, do what they tell you to do, negotiate, talk the price down, blah, 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 price match, whatever you want to call it. I'm trying to do all that. So I'm calling multiple companies. I find this company, and it seems to have good reviews. So I'm like, okay, let me... Let me call them. I didn't have just one conversation with them. I was like trying to think about the decision. I'm like, let me call you back. Let me get, let me see. Let me get some other prices. Um, You know, whatever. And so then finally I get this guy on the phone and he tells me a pretty low, a lower price than I heard from the other moving company. So I'm like, okay, this is great. He was nice. He... Is like, okay, walk me through your whole house. Like, tell me, you know, let's get your inventory. And so we do that. I literally told him every single item that we would be bringing with us, which was everything. All the furniture. I, you know, gave him a guesstimate of how many bags and boxes we would have. And everything was great. As we got closer... And I, I did think this was strange, but I just, so, so many other things were going on and I had other things to do. So I just didn't really stop for long enough to really think about it. But um, as we are getting closer, they're like being less responsive. Um, I would speak to one customer support representative and they would say one thing and then I would speak to another thing and they would say, oh, okay, we got it. Thanks for calling, whatever. Uh, we'll make sure that that's taken care of, blah, blah, blah. 
And then I would call the next person and they heard nothing of it. <laughs> and, I, and it would just like keep going. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? But at this point, we're like close to moving day. Right. And we had to move that day. That was the absolute last day we could move because we had to make our closing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't make your closing, you have to pay. Like you have to make your closing. So whatever. So we, so we had to just suck it up. So they show up, and it's these two guys with a truck that was too small for our stuff, and they're like, "Should I tell them the exact cost?" I mean, hey, whatever. We should yeah. reveal it all. Reveal it all. So they show up to our house with their truck, and they're like, um, it's going to be $4,000 in cash. And they but need $2,000 to even be- start loading begin the truck. loading the truck. But the impression that we were under was that mm-hmm. when they got there- they would survey all of the stuff. They would do a walkthrough and see everything that we've had, mm-hmm. uh, that we had to bring, and they would give us a final price. But the movers that came, they were subcontractors. So they set their own price. And it had nothing to do with the almost $3,000 that we already paid. paid. That we thought was a 50% deposit. That they told us. Based on the estimation that they told us. Right. I'm still mad about it. I can't even <laughs> I talk know. about it's it. So it's, still, it's, still it's so bad. It still It's so bad. But. So. so yeah. I think it's confusing. So basically elite moving partners. They outsourced the entire moving process but wanted 50% even more than 50% of the cut mm-hmm. and and they we we gave it to them up front and they didn't tell us anything else other than the 50% down payment was um Received basically, yeah, like that's it. they were just like, We got that money, but now the movers they can't move anything until they, they get, get their, their money. money. So it was like, We basically paid them thousands of dollars to connect us with movers that we had to pay thousands of dollars to, right? So, of course, I'm like what's going on? Like, we're not just going to give you $2,000 in cash. You didn't even lift a a single finger yet. And I guess that's just, like, the new wave. Like, you just be (laughs) paying for things before you get Without even giving the service. Like, it's so weird. Like, it's so weird. But, um, yeah, so we call, they call Elite. Actually, they're like, you know, this is, like, the fifth time this has happened with Elite. And every time I show up to a customer's house, they don't have the money and I'm losing out on money because I'm not trying to hold their stuff, but blah, 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 blah. So somebody from Elite pulls up to our crib with Bojangles and it was walked upstairs. That was insane. Walked in our crib. She, she walked just walked upstairs. She had no like. And pretended she, she was supervising. She didn't even identify herself. First at of all. all. She walked into announced our, herself nothing. Nothing. She walked into our house with what was her name? A box. Um, 
either Kira or Kiara. I don't remember. <laughs> no. Ki- Kyra. 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 Oh, I would oh never my forget gosh. that. Kyra. Kyra from Elite Moving Partners. Literally. Walked up into our crib. And With a box of chicken. From Bojangles. We don't even eat chicken. Had our house smelling like grease. <laughs> and was basically like she was supervising and wanted to make sure the movers got their money. And luckily... The movers were mad cool. So they put us on and were like, what? Like, she never does that. She, like, they're not supposed to just show up to the mover's house and. Uninvited. Uninvited <laughs> and supervise. Like, that's not what they do. Because the moving company, they're their own company. They, you know, the third party moving company, they're their own company. They supervise themselves and they get the job done. She was just there, not helping them move a single thing. She just wanted the bread. Yeah, she wanted to make sure because she, she got her Because we then found out <laughs> that the movers have to pay Elite. Basically, Kyra. They have to pay Kyra because Kyra's their representative 10%. Mm-hmm. After we already paid them over 50% because they estimated high or whatever. Right. And so... That was the scam, right? That was the scam scam right there. So, wait, another part of it was that we gave them an inventory list. Kalia Mm. read out every single item that we had that we needed to move. And we have fewer items. That's the sick part. And the the whole time I'm on the phone with I'm calling them, and they're telling me, um, yeah, if you, you know, the price, it'll be prorated, basically. The price will be prorated um, if you have fewer items so of course i'm like oh yeah no problem i'm definitely gonna have fewer items than what i told you because you know i'm getting rid of stuff and we're throwing stuff away and selling things whatever um and so okay continue malaya continue continue with what you were gonna say what was i gonna say you were gonna say how i went remember I went. oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. so you went through the inventory for them and um, they basically are supposed to send the inventory list to their third-party movers that we were never aware that they were using that a third existed. party. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you look on their website, they have elite boxes with elite T-shirts with white people on there smiling, lifting boxes. She didn't have a T-shirt on. <laughs> she, she, didn't have, no. she drove an Audi, and she ate Bojangles, and she looked crazy. <laughs> and... um. They sent them an inventory list that was, I guess, smaller. Who knows what they sent them? them. Who knows what they sent them at this point? They bought a truck that only fit half of our stuff. (laughs) And we didn't even know until the truck was fully loaded. So we couldn't even sort out what we needed that day we got to the house. Mm -hmm. Because we need a place to sleep. And, of course, my bed didn't make it on. Well, neither one of neither, our beds. We didn't have, we did not have our beds. We paid thousands of dollars to not have our be- beds. Beds when we asked when for them. we asked for them when we paid for them to arrive. Yeah, and so then our parents were literally sleeping on an uncomfortable air mattress. It was a mess, and then. Mm-hmm. 
of course, I'm like, I got to turn up on them. <laughs> I'm calling them, these people... Cause they were trying to make us pay an additional how much for the for for the extra truck when they gave us a truck that remember. was half the size of what they were supposed the truck that they were supposed to give us. I don't even remember what but they were asking. It for, doesn't even matter because we were so pissed. We yeah. they were trying to charge us for the ex- extra space. They were extorting us for more money basically because they were you know refusing to bring our stuff. Well, well. We'll tell that part of the story afterwards. But basically, they were refusing to drop off our stuff if we didn't pay for the extra space. Right. Here's where the story gets interesting, (laughs) though. (laughs) Where does the story get interesting? Well, the mover happens to be someone who months ago just was released from prison and started his moving company while he was in prison. Um, And he had some of his family members like running the operations, whatever, while he was away and couldn't. Um, And so really he was the, God basically sent us an angel. Yes, he was an angel. <laughs> he was an angel. Um, him and I don't even know how they knew each other. I don't even know either. I don't even but know. his partner that he was yeah, working with at the, the time. The, yeah. They came. Um, they packed up our stuff. They did us a favor. And, you know, they worked with us to make mm-hmm. it happen, to make sure we had all of our stuff. Yep. When we needed it. Um, and it was just hearing his story kind of made that situation like better. Yeah, it definitely did. It was so inspiring and just talking to him and, you know, him just being so in tune with where the world is now after being away, Mm -hmm. it's like, or him learning what the world is like now after being away and then paying attention to things that we pay attention to but Mm -hmm. we feel crazy for paying attention to them he just justified and validated every feeling that we had especially in that moment when we were dealing with like you know two young girls moving by ourselves we got a lot of stuff for whatever reason because Kalia's (laughs) a hoarder I'm not a hoarder she's I'm not a hoarder at all um but yeah it's just like Sometimes you need people to protect you. Yeah, and I definitely and felt like... Yeah, it was just like we were able to see things through because he was there and he was, you know, kind of coaching and guiding us at the same time mm-hmm. um, and just helping us navigate the situation while also moving, moving our entire all of life, our stuff. you know, to a place that he's never even been. Yeah. Like, you know, so it was just like... He, he showed up and was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in... I'm on a movie set. I've never seen a place like this. Like, I'm, you know? Yeah. I've never seen a block that looks like this or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it kind of just... I mean, it's like we're, we're complaining. I mean, it was a crazy situation, but 
we're complaining to somebody who's been through so, so much, much worse, yeah. so much more, so much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just great to meet him. He had, I don't know, a light about him. Mm-hmm. He had a light about him. Yeah. And I hope his moving company does well. W-O-R-J. Yeah. I hope it moving. does well. And it will. It, it will. will. He has multiple about trucks. Yeah. I mean, like. They're about business. They literally, and it wasn't their fault that they showed up with a truck too small. No, it wasn't. That and was so, what they had. That was literally what they had. Right. I think because it was, I think they had a bigger truck, but it broke, or something happened. Something mm-hmm. happened. And that was just what they had, but they didn't. But they know. did two. They did two drives back to back. Yup, they drove. They moved. One of them literally drove. Did he drive or did he, no? I think they drove back to Georgia, to a, and then came back. And the then next he day. came back to help. Yeah, drop off the rest of our stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy, and still came back and and helped. Mm-hmm. You know, it was still kind and you know mm-hmm. obviously we're on the phone we're like we didn't i don't even know if we offered them we didn't even offer them food or anything to drink once we got here it was just so crazy we were just on on the phone with the moving company oh yeah when they, know, yeah 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 on the phone with them trying to get them to you know give us our money back basically we were trying to get them to give us our money back but we had to take further action to do that to, to get our money back but <laughs> we point did. what we did and we will take even further we action take either, to get even, more money out of them yeah because right. it's wrong to, when you the feeling of looking up these owners or whatever they are and seeing three white men that look exactly alike cheesing at us with their veneers i'm like no way there's no yeah, way no. that these hardworking black men have to go through this so y'all could sit up here and and scam people and scam people nah but i mean you know someone is opening filing a lawsuit on disney for oh yeah deception, deception. yeah and that's really what they did they deceived us because we thought we were paying one thing mm-hmm. and the price that we paid them had nothing to do with the price of actually moving our stuff yeah that's really what they could never explain to me when I asked them time and time again. It's like, where did you get that number from? You yeah, estimated what did we the move was this much. Mm-hmm. However much they estimated it to be, almost six thousand dollars. Yeah, we paid fifty percent of that, mm-hmm. and and they never asked for the other fifty percent of that. No. It was just a whole nother price. Which is not a deposit, by the way. Right. <laughs> it's like if you put in fifty percent down, there has to be another fifty percent. We ended up paying another four thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That's crazy. Crazy. So yeah, elite moving partners. Any attorneys out there <laughs> want to help me and my sister out? Yep. Because they're exploiting people out here. Like they're exploiting people. And and it's really first. It's just and wrong they're probably really good at it because there were no signs of that on the internet. No. Like, I didn't see any complaints. But I think people just don't, I think people just feel guilty. And the people feel like, oh, I didn't read. I didn't, you know, that it was yeah. my fault. That's right. how deception works. Right. They're deceiving you, making you think that, you know. You were the one who messed that up. That you're the one who messed up. It's like, no, there's it's a, it's a scam. <laughs> it's a scam. Yeah. 
And you could uh, tell by the way they were responding on the phone. I got voice notes and everything. Oh, yeah. We recorded conversations. Yeah, I mean, they were so disrespectful, so, so unprofessional. Rude, so unprofessional. It was crazy. And they were calling um, the movers. And the movers, they had the phone on speaker while we were around. And they were talking about us like, oh, yeah, we just got to make sure they, they Cur- just. Yeah, cursing. Cursing. Like, it was just. He was like, yeah, because, you know, we can uh, we can hustle it. Like, you know, we can just give them a couple hundred dollars and, like, you know, to shut them up. Right. We're like, we were like, we no, want, we want the We want 100% dep- of our deposit. Do you think we're dumb? Like, like no. You think no. we're going down that yeah. easily? Yeah, no. Absolutely not. We'll be getting all of our money back and then some. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, lawsuit coming their way. Mm-hmm. But. Nonetheless, we we're made in it. a new city. We made it. We're getting settled in. It's a lot, but it's a blessing. You just listened to Intertwined, a podcast about human connection, human behavior, and human experience. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at intertwined underscore podcast. And make sure to engage with us on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for listening.